1: to Blue Jays today, where today, everybody, we got to figure out what is going on with Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s arbitration. There's an arbitration hearing tomorrow, and we're going to talk about what does this mean? I mean, hey, can we get a deal before then? Are we going to go into the hearings? Is that going to be some sort of drama between the Blue Jays management and Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? And as well, kind of putting a cap, a little bit of a a nail in the coffin to the Blue Jays offseason as well, and giving our greetings as well as hearing your guys' thoughts as well. I'm your host, Adam battle.
0: And I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. And I mean, a nail in the coffin does kind of seem fitting. Uh, we asked you guys what it was that you were thinking for this offseason. I, I'm seeing a whole lot of Fs, <laughs> Fs minus, if that's ever yeah. been a thing. Like, yeah. just like fail so horribly bad. We are going to touch on that. We're going to give our grading of this offseason because it was revealed that Blue Jays could possibly, probably going to be done No more moves, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe. Because literally we have no idea what the hell Ross Atkins is going to do ever. But it's starting to look like this Mm -hmm. could be the end for the Toronto Blue Jays. Before we get into it, folks, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment your thoughts down below. Let's talk Vladdy Daddy, Mm -hmm. though, man. Let's talk Guerrero. A few weeks back, we heard that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was the only player that did not come to terms with what his arbitration was going to be. They could not come to an agreement now it's waited, you know silent for a little while but now we are at that first initial hearing with Guerrero where they're gonna have to go in they're gonna have to talk with an arbiter uh arbitrator arbitrator Arbitrator, uh and they're gonna need to come to a decision as to what it is that he is worth and for those people who are wondering what the numbers are again I believe that the Toronto Blue Jays they were sitting at Mm 18.05 million dollars and Guerrero was at 19.9 million dollars So, I mean, when you look at it like that, it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but at the end of the day, we are talking about almost two whole million dollars right there. Like, that is literally more money than I've ever made in my entire life, so it is a significant sum, what are your thoughts on Guerrero and the hearing going down tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I mean, for the hearing for tomorrow, guys, it, essentially it's they're going to go and try to come to some some sort of agreement. And the whole arbitration part where they actually bring in like a third party, that won't happen until a little bit later down the line. Mm-hmm. Until they, if they do continue to disagree, then they're going to have to bring in a third party. So, right, right. Excuse uh, me, that's guys. all yeah. good, all good. Just wanted to clarify, because essentially what that means is you're basically going to be sitting in the room with your representation as Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and you're going to be sitting there with Ross Atkins and you know, Blue Jays front office people, and they're going to basically be saying to Vladdy and his team why you deserve less money than what you're asking for. Mm. Imagine going into a job meeting, and you put up some pretty good years. You've been with the company for, God, you've been you know, playing for five years. You've been playing for five years for this company, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then to have them say, well, actually, you're just not that good enough, even though we can all say on paper, like, yeah, Vladdy maybe shouldn't be making that much money based on what he's been doing the last couple of years, it just doesn't feel good as an employer, uh, from an employee standpoint, if your employer is telling you that you don't deserve money, well, you know what I mean?
0: It's one of those things, right, where when we are doing, or when they're doing press conference, excuse me, like Blue Jays, and people are talking about Guerrero, Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro, John Schneider, they got your back. You know, like, they're in there, and they're, they're defending the hell out of you. But then the second that it comes to money, it's like, "Oh, well, you know, you're grounded into a whole bunch of double plays, right, like right. there was a whole lot of problems with your defense last year, and it just feels extremely insincere." So I completely understand why as a player walking in, this kind of sucks, man, because like they're going to have to tear you a new one mm. based on what it was that you did last year, and you kind of just need to take it and argue as to why you deserve more money. And yeah. I will cite Corbin Burns and his whole situation oh, from either last year it or was two last years year, ago yeah. last year uh he goes into his arbitration meetings Brewers they don't want to pay him as much they effectively blame this dude for why they weren't going deep in the playoffs for why they were not winning games they were pinning it on him and I mean Corbin Burns is one of the best pitchers in the entire league he doesn't play on their team anymore right <laughs> so I'm, I'm not saying that it was all because of that meeting but I would argue that that might have been one of those first moments where the relationship started to fracture. And that That's is not it. a situation that I personally want the Toronto Blue Jays to be in when it comes to Vladimir Gray I,
1: I agree. You don't want to fracture that cornerstone star player. As much as we like to get on him saying he needs to be better and blah, 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 and don't hit so many ground balls, hit more home runs. He is a star player and a cornerstone of this franchise. So how do you avoid that? Well, one of the things to avoid that, we've seen Ross Atkins and their management do a very good job, you know, mind you, at doing this, is not letting their star players get into those arbitration hearings. They usually will make a deal with their star players in the past to try to bridge the gap uh, between the uh, now and the end Of their contracts uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. For example, Josh Donaldson, he got a two year deal after 2015 to the end of his arbitration years. Bo Bichette, he did the same thing last year. He got a three year deal to the end of of his arbitration hearing. So I think what you're going to see is probably something very similar Mm -hmm. with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Would I like an extension? I mean, we saw Bobby Witt get a hell of an extension today. He got today. paid. Dude. Yeah, he got paid. Quick, shout out to yeah. Bobby
0: Witt Jr. there for, for absolutely getting the bag, man. Like, I'll be honest, as Toronto Blue Jays fan, kind of jealous watching them yeah. literally lock down their star player for time. Yeah. On the other flip side of things, not super jealous that Bobby Witt Jr. got paid almost three hundred million dollars. Uh, I would imagine that Bo Bouchette is probably going to be in that range of things as well. Right, but right. I mean, that is a conversation that they will have at a later date.
1: I mean, Bobby Wood, just on a total side note, he's still 46 bags last year, 30 of home runs. Bags, and he's done that at age 23, so it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'd I shell
0: out the money for that guy. No, for sure. I, I completely agree. But to your point about uh, you know getting Guerrero kind of locked down on this deal that's set, you don't have to deal with the arbitrations anymore. I mean, I think that that's kind of the happy medium here. Obviously, I think that I would prefer to have him locked down for more time because that just extends the window. But it's really difficult right now if you're the Toronto Blue Jays to go in and evaluate this guy's game because you are looking at what he's done in the last two years and you are thinking to yourself, okay, I mean, we know that he's our guy. We we, we believe in him. We like the offseason work. But are we willing to to really pay him a super long contract? And from Guerrero's standpoint, if he doesn't get that long contract, he's not going to want to sign an extension, anyways. So there's not, in my opinion, there's just no way that you're going to get like a a one or a two year deal added on to mm, this no, arbitration it, make any years. Sense. it just doesn't make any sense for anybody. And you also want to avoid you know having to go at each other's throats when you're in this hearing. So, I completely agree, dude. It just makes the most sense to get him on some locked in contract for two more years.
1: Yeah. And, like, speaking of the idea, let's play some hypothetical that the fantasy deal for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I saw some people out there tweeting, like, yeah, lock him down for 200 mil 10 years. Okay, done. I'll do it. Well, I'll, course, I'll do it. Yeah, of course. Sure, yeah. Like, But he'll he never take that money because he wants to prove in the next two years that he could do it. Last year, I mean, he, we, did you see the article on ESPN after he came out for being the face of the MLB Oh, show, yeah, yeah. Where he's talking up a whole, like, game Dude, and everything, you know what me, I mean?
0: Let me just fucking say, man, like, this is the way that I want Guerrero to be speaking. Yeah. I, I, I do yeah. feel like Guerrero and Bo Bichette especially... And, I, I mean, it's all talk. It's all okay. talk right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not seeing them do it yet. But I think that both of them are speaking the way that they should be speaking. Okay, right
1: so now. here's another thing. I saw some other people saying this. People people were actually saying, stop speaking like that, Vladdy. People were telling them not to say all those things rather than, you just, just say, just go do it. Just go put it up on the field instead of rather than saying it. What do you think about that kind of discussion? Because, you know, the whole movie thing well, and okay, li- all li- that and blah, listen, blah, blah. Listen,
0: there, there is definitely a happy medium between becoming arrogant and then also being confident. And we've talked about this before. I think that I want to see Guerrero and Bo Bichette lead by example and instill these other Toronto Blue Jays players with confidence. Shout out to the person that just subscribed right there. Thank you so much for subscribing to the channel. But... I, I want them to come out and be the leaders of this team and want to play in the Toronto Blue Jays and want to do well. Mm-hmm. I still remember when Bryce Harper came out a few months prior, he was coming back from his injury and he was saying there is no better place that I want to play rather than Philadelphia. I I would I would die for the city. I'm paraphrasing right now. Yeah, yeah. But like he came out <laughs> and he was like absolutely going after why he is going to try his hardest. He is, he's he's going to do the most for this city. And everybody was looking at Bryce Harper and saying, that's phenomenal, dude. That's a leader right there. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that's leading the team. That's what I want Guerrero and Bo to become. And I feel like they are starting, yeah. still, still some time, but they're starting to try to take that next step. You know,
1: and not to, not to discredit... Boba Shedd or Vladi and say that they're not playing for a team. I think Boba Shedd has kind of just like found himself in this leadership role, just like um, just by being like one of the better players on the team. But like, just for example, in that ESPN article, like Vladi is more talking about like his own kind of personal journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and like, I hear what you're saying, but I almost feel like he was missing. I'm not trying to pick him apart or say that like you know he should be talking about the Blue Jays more, but it does feel like these guys are focused on their kind of personal growth. You know what I mean? A little bit. What do you think?
0: Uh, I, I don't want to speculate too hard on ex- on exactly the nuance mm-hmm. to like, well, is he a team player? Is he just, you know, his right. own stuff? Like, I, I do think that they like the Toronto Blue Jays, and I do think that they want to do well, and I do think that they want this team to do well. And I hope that that's going to translate to both of them playing very well and getting us more wins. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm never going to fault a player – for talking about his own personal development and how he has had to battle yeah. through adversity, right? especially with
1: someone like Vladi, who like for the last two years, all you've heard is about criticizing his yeah. own, his own yeah. game. Yeah, I you know? mean,
0: like Guerrero, kind of similarly to Manoa, in a sense, it was all easy for him for the longest period of time. Mm-hmm. Not that he didn't have to put in work, but right. know, he was just the best at every single level that he came to. Right, and he came to the MLB, and he was that. And now he's faced with a lot of resistance, right? right and right. It's, it's how you battle back from that. And I do think that he's approaching it, at least in this offseason, still haven't seen him pick up a bat and start swinging that thing. But at least in this offseason, I'm liking what it is that I'm seeing from the clips in the, in the workout and the gym, mm. and I'm kind of liking what I'm hearing as well.
1: I mean, just in terms of the whole clips and what you're hearing in the ESPN article to kind of wrap around is, um, you know, he's basically just focusing on staying healthy, right? Like, whereas everyone's kind of focused on that whole backspin or, like, you know, is he hitting more ground balls? Actually, he hit less ground balls than he did in, in the year where he was almost MVP. Mm. Like, so it's not the ground balls, guy, Shocker. Uh, is it the double plays? Well, he hit less double plays. So, you know, I, for me, I think it's literally just, him staying healthy and that will translate to everything else in his game you know if he stays healthy he'll hit the ball harder mm-hmm. stays healthy he'll have better swings he'll be in a better position to hit the ball out in front he'll get his bat there you know being unhealthy in your swing you that's a difference maker it's inch, a game of inches for terrible, a reason terrible, right yeah. if I'm a little bit behind I'm not getting my hands fully extended well I'm not going to get the bet most you know power out of that uh, out of that ball Man, it
0: is such a, a underrated topic just to talk about health in general mm-hmm. because, yeah, everybody everybody notices when you go to the IL or, you know, you, you get put down there for, like, a long period of time and you have to rehab, you have to do all that. But even just these minor little tweaks, man, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it makes a massive difference. And, Absolutely. And the guys that are, with you know, able to make it all the way to September and, you know, maybe they are just dealing with, like, a little bruise here, a little bump there – but mainly are feeling good and still energized, yeah. those are the dudes who are going to go on a run come October. You know, and it, you, you just don't, you, like, when you get there and you're, you know, the wheels are falling apart of your team and, like, your whole body's failing you, it's just that much more difficult. And I fully understand that in 162 games, yeah. that is bound to happen to some people.
1: Well, think about Vladdy and uh, you brought up Manoa. You know, those are two good examples of guys who came up and dominated, kind of, mm. you know, kind of right away in their careers, different points. Uh, and then they kind of been falling off Manoa very dra- drastically yeah. last year. Yeah. But what would they but what happened to both of them last year? Apparently Vladdy was unhealthy. Manoa apparently was unhealthy. Yeah. So it's like after pitching in their uh, so many innings and, and Vladdy playing so many games, this is the most workload they've ever had in their entire lives mm. for baseball. So I think that was their body saying, whoa, we're not used to that. And it's about coming to adjustments. So kind of rounding around all the way back mm-hmm. to the arbitration stuff. Um, I think it's going to be an easy two mil or two year, excuse me, well, kind well, of deal. Okay.
0: But what do you think that he's actively going to get paid for those two years? Honestly. Cause a I lot could, of people could, have been relating him to Pete Alonzo, which right. I know we wanted to talk about. Right, that, but...
1: And Pete Alonzo got the two and a half million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He got million, two or, sorry, and a half million or sorry, 20 and a half. Half, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. 20, 20, 20 two and, and half. Half million like, a half i I'm like, yeah, quite a steal, quite a steal, but he's also on his last arbitration year. If you also got to inspect for uh, or expect some sort of like, you know growth yeah, after yeah. this year because he has uh vladi has one more arbitration year i could see a deal of like 45 million two right. years 45 million 20 this year 25 after i don't know like i can see something around that probably a little bit less that's just kind of just generic mm-hmm. rounded up numbers maybe 43 45 what do you
0: think you yeah, know i think that that's actually pretty reasonable you know somewhere in the you know 20 million dollars to 24 million dollars Average annual value Mm -hmm. for Guerrero because, yeah, maybe you only pay him 18 and a half or 19 this year, but you're right, there is going to be a significant jump, probably, you know, obviously depending on performance. But Mm -hmm. even if he does the same thing, you're probably still going to be looking at like 24, 25 million next year. And if he really pops off, then maybe even more than that. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see see a range where it's like 21, 22 million dollars average annual value. You lock him down for these two years, then you do not have to deal with this headache next year. And then after you have him on this, That's when you get into the deeper extension talks. Assuming he comes out this year and does what it is that he's insinuating he is going to do.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be a whole other conversation. Because if he does do well, and Bo still does well. I mean, that would be a great year for the Toronto Blue Jays. It's a good problem now we have again. Because we're getting into a little bit of a bad problem. Like, who the hell do you extend? Do we extend anybody? Do we rebuild? But if they both do well, now you can start having those conversations where we're going to look at that next window. Because you have a, like, not not only just those two guys... We've got a lot of guys leaving the team, a lot of bullpen guys leaving the team, and, and some pitchers as well in the starting rotation in in that year. So it's gonna be tough, man.
0: Yeah, of course it is. You know, and, and every both of them are looking like right now, anyways, that they're gonna be getting well over two hundred million dollars. Because even Guerrero's talent right now, I still think that if he was to enter free agency, effectively, what with what he is doing, mm-hmm. just with the potential alone, people are gonna pay him. Oh, People absolutely. are gonna pay him money. Yeah. And Bo Bichette. I mean, it, is his contract going to look like Bobby Witt Jr.'s? Like, could be. Could be. I mean, he's had, like, what, four or five years well, of, like, really good baseball? Could yeah,
1: be. Yeah, I'd say probably, like, less in terms of the total value, like a total, like, money pool, because Bobby Witt's 23, uh, a little bit younger. Bobby Witt's going to be, what, 27, 27 when he gets in the free agency? Yeah, you know, four more years, so it probably I mean, be less. And Bobby Witt does, you know, in his second year, if I'm not mistaken, hit, Thirty home runs, forty-six stolen
0: bases, like that's. It like was very very messed good. up. You it know? was very very. Good.
1: You know, so I I do I could definitely see
0: Bo getting like
1: two fifty at least. That's his floor.
0: I'd say minimum. I'd Ooh. say really minimum, folks. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, they're gonna be looking at Guerrero tomorrow. We're kind of hoping that the hearing doesn't even happen, and yeah. then they just like get a deal done and it's locked in. And they do not have to do this because what I really don't want to see. This is something like me personally. <laughs> I just don't want to start getting. Like the tweets or the social media posts about how it's like, oh, the, you know, the Blue Jays were arguing that like his defense were bad, or right? Can, can, can you imagine if you start getting these like stupid little Instagram posts where it's like oh guerrero took blue jays out of his bio or oh like, my god or guerrero, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what i mean it's like i feel like that's the level of Dude. fucking drama that like this could become yeah if it, if it was to continue i'm just saying like we've seen this before with other players i don't want to get into that situation no. i don't think ross atkins wants to either just pay the guys money for two years lock it in you don't have to deal I, with it and anymore. i
1: think that's exactly what's what's going to happen now apparently they haven't even been talking since that last uh, meeting on the 11th like the deadline Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if that's good or bad, bro, because we might be getting into it, guys. So, guys, if you are just tuning into this live stream, 181 of you guys watching, hit that like button, smash the subscribe button, because tomorrow we're going to have some content covering this whole vladimir guerrero jr stuff
0: yeah 100 folks also predict the contract down below everybody what would it be that you would pay guerrero let's give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this video folks Whoa. whoa time for your daily betway breather a quick reminder that the best place to bet is on betway must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming ontario please bet responsibly now back to the content shout out to betway everybody they are absolutely phenomenal folks the place to be if you are interested at all in sports betting yo also should quick shout out to dave right here with just the best comment in the world i feel like this is the way that we need to describe arbitration (laughs) for out, arbitration is like divorce avoid at all costs totally accurate it's facts totally accurate you just do not want to have to deal with this it is going to be a headache people are going to be pissed off regardless of how it goes down
1: that's facts that's facts i love it dave let's Um, move
0: on to Tony Kemp, dude. Yeah. Let's move on to Tony. I can't even believe that we're talking about this right now, but like I got the Twitter update that the Toronto Blue Jays were looking at Tony Kemp, everybody. Everybody on Twitter was like just <laughs> freaking in Blue Jays Land. They were just freaking out right now. Mm. Because uh, if you don't know, uh Tony Kemp, not the best year last year negative one war
1: is a career war of three and a half
0: and he's been in the league for a long time <coughs> he's he's, this boy's a been long around time, bro. this boy's been around also looking at the positioning he played almost half of his mm. games last year at second base mm. just a position that we just literally do not need even in the slightest it feels to me like there are players in our minor league system our prospects that are more than capable of doing what it is that Tony Kemp could come up with yeah. Toronto Blue Jays yeah. to do. Uh yeah. what are your yeah. thoughts on, on Tony Kemp?
1: Alright, here, here's my thoughts. If you're thinking that Tony Kemp's gonna be a big leaguer, you're wrong. It's just never gonna happen. There's, look, we already got IKF. We got a full of just a, a pool of dudes at the big league level playing in that second base position. So it's just not gonna happen. It would, however, be a minor league contract. Now, do I even do I walk Tony Kemp up at the big leagues at any point? Probably not. But here's the thing. We got to look at what our minor league system has right now in terms of guys who play that infield position who are expendable. Mm-hmm. It's Ernie Clement. Love Ernie Clement. He came up and did pretty decent for the Blue Jays last year. Uh, but the only problem with Ernie Clement is zero options left. So once you bring this guy in, maybe he starts with a big league club. Once you send him back down to the AAA, he's gone. Or mm-hmm. he's gone through waivers. Someone might claim him. You might lose him, Right. Um, so the only reason why you go get Tony Kemp is to be the next Ernie Clement replacement. Just a guy who can come up, play some infield in the middle of the, of the year when you're hurt.
0: Effectively just burn all the options. Like, yeah. pay for the options. Yeah,
1: and it's not even like he's going to start. He'll be off the bench. Like, how many games did Ernie start last year?
0: Like
1: maybe two? Three? Yeah, I don't not, know. Like, he came off the bench a ton, though.
0: Really not a whole lot. I mean, I think that uh, where people are coming from, though, with Tony Kemp, and you guys let us know in the comments, but I feel like where people are coming from here is just that spot – and coming up to the big leagues and maybe getting an opportunity, it, it just feels like even the 25th-ranked Toronto Blue Jays prospect would be more than capable of For doing it. Sure. You know what I For mean? Sure. And, and maybe that guy could become the new Ernie Clement. I probably he could. You For know? sure. And, and I, I think I understand in that regard, because we were looking at Tony Kemp, if this guy ever does play, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing?
1: Essentially, it's just the burning of the options, because you could bring up your 25th guy, but maybe you might want to save him for a trade, right. you know? Like you know, that that's the kind of thing. Like you could turn a twenty-fifth ranked prospect into that option-burning dude, but then you lost, you know, lost a little bit of value, at least in some sort of, like, yeah. trade, you know what
0: I mean? Well, I like what Jit said right here, saying stay away from anyone on the AAA athletics. Dude, <laughs> that's literally, that's honestly what it triple comes a down a to athletics. for me. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. We, I don't know if this is the pool of players that we could we should necessarily be targeting right now for the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Well, if it, it makes you feel any better, like, the only, like, comparison I could have over where Tony Kemp is, just, he's just
0: some toilet paper. It would just be, <laughs> well, oh my God, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. it just, it's in, it's out, it's, it's, gone, it's, bro. Gone, it's, it's gone, bro. It's more, it's It down the toilet, yeah. yeah. Apologies to Tony Camp and his family and any Tony Camp fans out there. A
1: million dollar toilet paper, yeah. Like, hey, earn that million dollar minor league contract, bro. Like, just get (laughs) it, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, that's the point of the career he's
1: at, right? Like, it is,
0: though. I I do understand what you're saying right now. I get what you're saying, and I mean, probably not the the most uh,
1: prettiest of uh, of comparisons. Well, at
0: the end of the day, I don't really want him on the squad either, man. So, and it's just you know, I think it's frustrating too to a couple Toronto Blue Jays fans because. Like this feels like the the type of player that we have been looking at all offseason. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, what is the difference between Tony Kemp and Isaiah Connor Falefa? There, re- there isn't a whole lot.
1: Only negative one more.
0: That, yeah, <laughs> there. there it really is not a whole lot between those two guys. So I understand the frustration. I personally don't want anything to do with this dude. I, I get what you're saying, that maybe uh, he's just going to be an options burner. Yeah. But we might not even need to deal with it, folks, because later, right after this was getting talked about, the whole Tony Kent stuff, Ben Nicholson-Smith came out, and he was discussing the Toronto Blue Jays offseason and where they're at, what they might be doing moving forward. And apparently, he's saying that there is a good chance that the Blue Jays are done making major additions to their roster. Yep. This is something that a lot of you guys have been talking about. This is something that we've been talking about, too. It just, you know, it doesn't feel like Jorge Soler or Cody Bellinger or any of those guys are just in the mix anymore after you got Justin Turner. Yeah. Because the only way that you'd be getting those dudes is making significant changes through trade to just even mm-hmm. find a spot for them. So that feels like a stretch. And then if you're not getting one of those guys, you're going to be looking at somebody like an IKF or a Tony Kemp or something, which also doesn't really make sense, I think. So they might be done. Yeah,
1: you're not gonna get like I said. You're not gonna get any big moves. Uh, you know, this is the first time in the off season where I haven't been heard hearing a rumor of the Jay is connected to Soler or Martinez or any or any big Dude, names. L- first l- time. Let me
0: tell you, yeah. it's kind of refreshing. It is
1: refreshing. Uh- I'm cool with the Tony Kemp connection. What? Well, no. <laughs> well, it, here's the thing: the, of the pool of
0: minor league burner contracts, is, it, it's Tony Kemp. Well, we're it, connected to him now. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> people message us all the time. And they're saying, "Guys, like, well, like we're sick of it. We're tired of these people, these connections, to these th- I feel the same fucking way, dude. Yeah, no, I, I, I so, you. Yeah. I am so sick and tired. Of people, you know, these analysts coming out and saying it's like, oh, the Blue Jays are showing interest in Jorge Soler or the Blue Jays are showing interest in J.D. Martinez. Like, don't get me wrong. I like those players. I want them on this team. But by God, like I think I'm just ready at this point for the Toronto Blue Jays to lock it in. And say this is our squad. We're going to spring training. We're going to play some baseball. We're going to try to win. We're going to try yeah. to win some games.
1: Essentially, I listened to the boy who cries wolf the entire time, and the boy was literally the internet. Yeah, it was absolutely. every analyst ever out there saying, "Oh, the wolf is coming." Well, and, and, I, and I'm like, "All this, right, like shh, the wolf's effing coming, bro!" Like, come on.
0: This man. off has been notoriously bad. For, and I mean, we've been guilty of it too. But it's like everybody yeah. has been saying that somebody is coming somewhere. No one is coming at this point. I'm kind of hoping that that's the case.
1: Look, for our, to, you know, at our, from our perspective, we're just hearing what people are saying. Like, like you know, We're trying to build connections within this, within this industry, and hopefully one day we can just tell you the facts. Like, What is it that we're hearing directly from the source? But we got what you guys have right now. So we're all kind of in this like, shit pool together, you know well, what I mean, of unknown.
0: We might not be in it for very much longer if Ben Nicholson Smith is coming out facts. and stating the facts right now. I do think that there is, like he's saying, a good chance that he's right, folks. Just looking at this squad, really the only addition that makes sense for me. You're not going to bring in a starting pitcher. Mm -hmm. The lineup feels like it's established unless you're making a big major trade. Maybe you go out and you get a bullpen guy. Maybe you go out and do that. I feel like that's the the only thing that you might do. And I
1: think it's going to be a minor league bullpen guy. Like right. a guy that we can burn options with again, call up and out because even that bullpen is still looking pretty solid, mm-hmm. right? You gotta have a spot for Yariel. Maybe if he ends up being a long roll, or I don't know how they're gonna really play him. Probably they want to do him that way, but I don't know. But, yeah, it's some sort of guy to burn through contracts. One of those That's dudes it. that
0: you don't even notice until, you know, mid-June or something. Facts. When somebody gets hurt, you bring him up. You're like, oh, okay, this guy's going to this guy's gonna come in when we're down bad.
1: Facts. I mean, hell, like, the best minor league contract we got was Jay Jackson. You might actually find a diamond in the rough, you oh, know?
0: Yo, I'm actually genuinely upset that we let that guy win. I
1: know. Me. He went to the Giants, right?
0: Uh, I think he went to the Giants, uh, if I'm not mistaken. so. He signed very recently. Someone,
1: someone say in the comments down below. I'm, I'm
0: happy that he got paid. I'm yeah. happy to go on contract.
1: Ha- love Jay Jackson, but like,
0: that was a dude that, like, I just wanted to have around.
1: Oh, my God. Because not
0: only was he really good at baseball when he was with the team, but also he was a fucking Toronto Blue Jay man. Dude, this this guy, guy was in the community. He yeah. was going on podcasts. He was tweeting at people. He was uh, talking to people. Twins. He,
1: Sorry to cut you off. Twins. Go to the That's twins. where he went oh jesus how did we
0: let that happen how do we let why we let him go to the twins i no, that's stupid dude that's really stupid i love jay jackson jay jackson i wish you all the success unless it's playoff time and you're playing against the toronto blue jays but other than that dude i wish that you absolutely dominate with those minnesota Mm -hmm. twins
1: Mm -hmm. all right so let's let's talk about it then you know we've been kind of waiting for a while right now to talk about what is our off season kind of grading you know i asked you guys on twitter if you follow us on twitter Please do check us out. Links in the description. A lot of fun on there. I ask you guys on Twitter, like what is your off season gradings? Because essentially we're done. These have been the major moves. Anybody at anybody you add after this isn't really going to change or move the needle, I think in any mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So I want to quote uh, Josh Goldberg here. Uh, who's basically saying, who is it that we got back in Turner? IKF Rodriguez. Then who we got back was Kiermeyer green. Who left Chapman? Big, big player right there. Bell, big player. Merrifield, pretty big player for us, honestly. Carried that that Blue Jays lineup for like a good two thirds of the season. Yeah, Ryu, great second half addition. Hicks, great trade, and Jay Jackson, the guy we're talking about right here. So <laughs> those are a lot of big names, and these are the guys we're bringing in. Some people out here were saying Blue Jays dad were saying F minus. Other other people who are here have some other stuff. I'll bring it up in a little bit, but I want to get your kind of grading here, Nick? What, what go, are you grading? Go
0: back to Josh Garberg's mm-hmm. thing. Pull that mm-hmm. up so everybody can see. Let's do, let's go step-by-step step here, mm-hmm. okay? Let's really yeah. lay it out. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking at Turner. You bring Turner in. Turner is uh, you know, you could argue he's the child you could argue the belt. Probably yeah. the belt. Probably replacement. the belt. So when you're looking at Turner, when you're looking at belt just based off of last year, just off mm-hmm. of last year, it is a slight downgrade. It is a slight downgrade just off of last year when you're looking at a slash. From an RBI standpoint, you know, yeah, he really put no- up he that's, really put up.
1: That's another thing. I mean, hell, I mean, if we're gonna look at it, let's let's take a little peek because that's the thing. He's healthy though. That that's the value in Justin Turner. I almost want to say he's almost an upgrade because it's arguable. It, it it's is arguable. Arguable, dude. Brandon Bell had a
0: very good year last year though. Yeah,
1: defensive wise, you know, he, he's basically a non factor. They had the similar wars. And but Turner hat was on the field
0: for longer. Yeah. So
1: honestly, I let's go for like an equal. It was okay. kind of all equal. All right, no, 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 that's
0: fine. That's fine. So you, we can say that those guys are equivalent. I can yeah. absolutely see Justin Turner doing exactly what he did last year, or even doing you know what Brandon Belt did with his slash. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, Brandon Belt, he was like a complete negative non factor in basically the entire month of April. That yeah. he couldn't see yeah. a baseball in the month of April, then he turned it on. So I could absolutely see Justin Turner being very good mm-hmm. all season long. Let's say that they're the same. Okay. okay, so you have the same thing right there. Cool. When you look at IKF. That is effectively the Merrifield replacement. Yeah, Okay. Right. Or the, Or the Chapman. You could argue which yeah. one. But I feel like way. you're right.
1: It's Merrifield, the utility guy. Utility
0: yeah. guy coming in, going to play all over the place, maybe play mostly at third base, but could play second, could play F.O., could do a bunch of stuff. That, to me...
2: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. And Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host (laughs)
0: that's a big (laughs) downgrade feels like a bit of a downgrade I'm not gonna lie folks a little bit of a downgrade here Isaiah Connor Falefa 78 OPS plus last year Merrifield not his best year yeah not his his best. best year but still definitely did a little bit more. So yeah. let's say that it's a slight downgrade. We're gonna yeah. be generous here. We're gonna say it's a slight downgrade right there cool. from yeah. IKF yeah. to Whitman Now you're looking at Kiermaier. You brought him back. That's yeah. good. You brought Green back. That's great. So those yeah. guys are the exact same. Ryu. That's kind of the Yariel Rodriguez that's thing. Y- and, and, Rodriguez. and I would I would argue that it's, you know, it's not confirmed by any search of the imagination, right. but I would argue that. It might be an a upgrade. Slight upgrade, I agree. With I'd com- agree. coming into this year, because Ryu agree. coming off of injury, he's getting older. old Rodriguez, lots of promise.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you, you got him for four more years, so it's gonna be an upgrade. He's younger. He could get better as his time with the Blue Jays. He can come out of the pen, which Ryu was pretty locked into a uh-huh. starting role. Uh-huh. So I I, I like that. It was a slight win. So let's say based on everything we said right now, comparing all these guys, we're about equal. Or about
0: equal. Uh yeah. Right. Slight down, slight up. Sure. Okay. Sure, okay. sure. Jay Jackson, you lose Jay Jackson. That's a little that's bit a, of an L. That's a negative That's a little right bit there. of an L. I mean, you might find somebody in your minor league system already that we just don't know about. We're just not talking about, it, right? Because you're always finding these guys, bullpen guys, can come out of nowhere. This happens mm-hmm. every single year. So, but Jay Jackson was pretty good at baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays last year. We'll just yep. put it there. Zero point eight war, and then you've got Hicks. Like now Hicks, I'm kind of looking
1: at war. Like how much war do we lose? Hicks
0: right now? is definitely a blow. That's Hicks a blow. is absolutely a blow because he was the guy mm-hmm. that when Jordan Romano went down, uh, he's coming in, he's saving the day. right? right. And, and he, he pitched 65.2 innings for the Blue Jays. So that is definitely hell. There is Bro. a loss in the bullpen right now. Bro,
1: Hicks and Jay Jackson, the same uh, war
0: last year. That's crazy. Put that in perspective. That's crazy. We,
1: I've always viewed Hicks as like upper, like better than Jay Jackson. Yeah. They were the same.
0: No, that's, that's, a, that's, baseball that's absolutely says. insanity, man. Yeah. I, I actually can't believe that. But just goes to show how much of a stud Jay Jackson yeah. is. And then of course you're losing Matt Chabin. Yeah. And there is nobody that is coming in that's even remotely close yeah. to to bringing that back. So just on a war standpoint, four point four Matt Chabin, point eight 5.2. from both of the from both of the relievers. So six. Six. So, so effectively six war. That you are losing there just Mm. in the off season alone, just on last year. Mm -hmm. That's it, just off of last year. Yeah,
1: that's 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 an L. That's a big L. So that's six war. So we look at our wins above replacements. What do we get? Eighty nine wins. Now you're eighty three in eighty-three. That's
0: not good. That's not that's good. Not playoff. That's not good. That's I mean, definitely questionable. Obviously, that's why
1: we're saying so often we gotta have these guys step up. They yeah. gotta step up because they gotta get us a few more <laughs> wins yes. above replacement. So, with that being said, where? Okay, wait, let me ask you first. Where would be your like? even if you if we went even this offseason what would you give the blue jays grading if we were like even in war
0: somehow oh we stayed the same stayed the exact stayed same the, i feel like dude if you stay the same and you don't over exceed that to me is you did you, you got like a b you did the job you did the job you didn't really excel here but you know you did enough that you're giving yourself a chance like if i had to put a percentage me. on it, it feels like a yep. 75 percent like you yep. you, you, you did it. Yep. If you went out, you over-exceeded, you brought in more guys that are still... You brought in Cody Bellinger and fuck, you got Otani. Now it is an A+. plus. Like, you're really... Exceed- you're bringing more to this team. We didn't do either of those things. Mm-hmm. We did less than that. I don't think that we absolutely screwed this team. Mm-hmm. I think that the Toronto Blue Jays did enough to maybe be okay. <laughs> um, but Just, yeah. realistically... Based off of what we just went through, I would say that we probably did a, a C- minus or a D plus. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe some, maybe a D plus is what I'm gonna go with here.
1: That's and you know what? That's exactly what I was gonna say too. Is <laughs> D plus, because I I thought of it this way. First of all, let me read all your guys' comments. Uh, you know, I'll give it a D because you got Gold Glove Kiermaier brought back, experienced player and Justin Turner, and Rodriguez. Yeah. C minus, D minus, C plus. Okay, we're kind of floating around the same area. C plus, C. Anyone give an F? Yeah, we got a few Fs. Today. F plus, F, F minus, F, F. Yeah. Okay, I totally get that. For me, an F, when I think about what's my medium, right? My B, which is bringing everybody back. Um, for me, an F is you let everybody go mm-hmm. and you added nobody. Mm-hmm. That's an F, mm-hmm. right? Because you literally didn't do anything. Whereas we attempted to replace half of the guys, that we got back, mm-hmm. but we still lost the biggest player, Matt Chapman. Like that, that lets, as much as we're like, oh, we got to get or, or someone different than Matt Chapman, well, that was us assuming we'd get Soto, Tani, or Bell. Yeah. If we didn't get those guys, you got to get Matt Chapman back. You didn't get him. You didn't get Solaire. You didn't get one of these kind of big thumpers, uh, other than Justin Turner, who, like we said, is, is basically what? The replacement of Bell, Bell, right? yeah. So, with that being said, for me, you made a couple moves, you get a D plus. You, you you didn't fail, but damn, did I expect a lot more from you? And we need got to do a well, lot better. I
0: think that it puts it really in perspective when literally just off of last year alone, you lost six war. Yeah, like, you lost six you know, war. Like that's that's a big loss. That's a you big know? If, loss. if we saw that in a in a graphic, I could imagine the MLB putting out a graphic like yeah. that, looking at war gained, war lost. I mean, you got to imagine that we're going to be in the bottom half for sure. Yeah, I'd of say so. seasons I'd say so. That's a lot of war <laughs> to be losing, yeah, you know? So, yeah. you are really banking on some of these other Toronto Blue Jays players really stepping up. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., what was his thing? What was his war last year? It I was, think it was it like was, a four and a half. Almost I thought, thought it was, it was lower than Matt, Matt Chapman. Chapman. But I think that it's like, I think that Guerrero, you need him to be a six-war guy. Yeah. Like, you need him to really, really do well. Oh, God, year. it was yeah, two. Yeah, 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 I, it was right I thought it was, it was much belt. lower than, than what you're saying. Oh, my God. Like, you're asking for him... To be a a really special player. Five more, six more next year. Similarly with some of the other guys too. Springer is going to need to step up as well. That's how they're going to be gaining back these W's. And that's just to get back to Mm -hmm. 89 wins. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a
0: tough season. It's a
1: tough season, man. Like For me, and I love when you uh, said this on the last podcast, Like we just got to like, put this whole off season aside. Cause that's what this kind of ending of this blue Jays today shows the purpose is we got to put it all all behind us because come season time, we're rooting for the guys to mm-hmm. do well, mm-hmm. right? Like, like each individual player, they've got their own story. We got to have them do well because if they don't, then we're, we're stuck. This was the off season move. The off season move was to fill in a couple holes and trust the guys and, 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 you know, save some dollars. Well, you know?
0: and, I, and I completely agree with some of these comments, too. So somebody just said, uh, "It's guys, sometimes it's it's worse to let people go and replace them with others who do nothing, which I agree. Because we're making mm. this evaluation. This is just off of last year. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to do exactly the same that they did last year, right? Yeah. That just yeah. never happens. There's always going to be fluctuations with everything. So I understand what the Jays are doing right now. And they're just saying that this is our core of players and we are going to ride or we are going to die with those guys. And it's always been that way. We, you know, we've known that. We talked about that forever, right? When Vladimir Gray Jr. and Boba Shep were first coming up, it was, okay, Toronto's got a bright new core, a bright new future. When these guys get good, they're going to be dangerous. You know
1: what it is? We got selfish. Last few off-seasons, we got selfish. You, you bring got greedy. It, greedy. Greedy, yes, thank you. You know, you bring in Simeon. You bring in uh, George Springer. Then, you know, you have Ryu obviously come back too well. You bring in Kevin Gosman. You bring in Chris Bassett. Then Kikuchi breaks out. Manoa breaks out. You've, you trade for Burrios. He does well. Mm. Like, we got greedy. We were like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. But now, I mean, like, every, not every team can just continue to go sign, 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 sign all these massive players. I mean, hell, even the Dodgers last off-season. They didn't really make many moves. Yeah. They they were kind of making... Well, they were planning, They were planning for the big moves this offseason. So, like, you know, I think that's what you're seeing for the Blue Jays is there's basically two years left of this window. We're not really planning for any sort of massive push here. We've got our team. Mm -hmm. We we, we did it. We did all the moves leading up to this point. I made a uh, video room on this. Now we just got to play. You you, you bought the pieces. Go play now.
0: Yo, actually, the Dodgers are kind of a good shout because I remember last offseason, and this is the LA Dodgers that we're talking about, Mm. folks. But I feel like the offseason just always gets blown out of proportion because people mm-hmm. last year coming into the season were looking at the L.A. Dodgers and thinking, oh, they're, they're not going to be as good as they were before. Yeah. You know, they, yep. they didn't make any moves. Like, what, yep. what's going on with uh, that pitching staff? Yep. What's, you know, like, oh, some of those guys are getting a bit older. Those Padres, though, yep. those Padres, they were making moves. Mm-hmm. They're going to be filthy Look what happened, yeah, right? I mean, the Dodgers did yeah, the right. Dodgers, and they were phenomenal. And well, now they're going out and they're making the So I feel like we need to do the exact same thing where, okay, this is a bit of a quieter offseason right now. Now the guy got to go do it. You go win 94, 95 Dude. games. You just give your management the right and the reason to next offseason pop off.
1: Dude, I mean, two more examples. Mets is an obvious one. They mm-hmm. spent the most money in the world, and we were saying this is unfair. This is not okay. They didn't even make postseason. The, the Texas Rangers, they did make some pretty big moves last offseason, but what was the conversation? Well, their lineup, it's still weak. They need to go add more guys. Oh, well, their bullpen, it's basically a black hole. Yeah. They just won the effing World Series. Yeah. So, like, and, and, and that, looking at that team, I was like, ah, oh, like, we could be better than that team still. Like, there's no way. Um, Well, they clearly were better than everybody because they won the World Series. So it just goes to show... Time to shut up, everybody. Let's look at this season. Let's look at the spring training, which 10 days away Mm -hmm. from pitchers and catchers report, everybody. That's going to be exciting. So you're going to see some sort of content shift Mm -hmm. in this Blue Jays Today community because we're going to be ramping up for the actual yeah, season absolutely, everybody
0: folks uh we do have a very big announcement coming shortly guys probably mm-hmm. in the next few weeks so mm-hmm. stay tuned for that in the meantime guys please hit the like hit the subscribe button comment your off-season grades down mm-hmm. below everybody potential live stream tomorrow depending on what goes on with guerrero hopefully we get some news yeah. very soon yeah guys thank you so much for watching and as always go, go chase go. go!